Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers. So today we're going to be reviewing Batman Returns. So today is my 50th episode on the podcast. And I thought I'd review the sequel to the first film I've done in the show. Well this is the continuation of Tim Burton's Batman. And it does a great job of following up the first great film. To match the great performance of Jack Nicholson, they brought in Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito as Catwoman and the Penguin. These are the best films from any of the Batman sequels. Those would be including... Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Um, the best part of this film is the relationship between Batman and Catwoman. You could tell that the writers and the director did their research into what makes the relationship interesting and compelling. Mich Michelle and Michael have great chemistry together, and you can really feel that there was a real attraction towards one another. Any of the scenes that they're with, they're in the same scene together immediately steals the show for me. I think that their level of acting and their obvious uh, ability to play off each other really makes all those scenes the best of the film. Um, I mean, in comic book wise, I think some of the more interesting stories for Batman is with Catwoman. Um, stuff like Batman Hush, all those kind of stories. I think those really work really well and I think they really brought that into this film. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is definitely my favorite Catwoman of all time. Um, I like, she, yeah, over anyone else that's played her, I, I, she's my favorite. I think she really uh, captures the uh, aesthetic and the feel of Catwoman in the comics. The set and the costume design are fantastic. I love the look of Gotham, just like how it looked in the first one. And many of the characters look great. Uh, my favorite being Catwoman and Max Shrek. Uh, Max Shrek is uh, performed by Christopher Walken. He's kind of like the secondary villain. Well, Catwoman and Penguin are on the main, similar to like um, in the Dark Knight trilogy where you have the Mafia boss with someone like Joker and Two-Face. So that's essentially what they do here. But he runs like a big company and Catwoman works for Max Shrek and he pushed her out a window and then she... So that's the only kind of weird thing for me. It's just they kind of allude to her getting like superpowers from cats when she fell through the window, which is fine. That's not a huge deal to me. Um, being Tim Burton, he's going to have some of that weird Burtonness <laughs> in his films. And the explanation, same with Penguin. So, I can live with it. It's not a huge deal for me. But overall, they look great. I love the costume for Catwoman. I like how it's all like stitched together from like leather jacket she just tore apart. And it's really cool. And I just kind of like how evil Christopher Walken looks in this movie. He just looks like an evil businessman. Um, and I just kind of find it funny, so that's why he's up there with Catwoman for me. Um, and the music. Again, Danny Elfman does another great track um, for this film. It, I really love the Catwoman theme. Uh, yeah, it's just great. It's as great as the first film. And they do a lot of those... I mean, they still have that same great theme song for Batman and the way the credits work. Yeah, I like it. It's good. The action seems to have gotten a bit of an upgrade. I think it mainly has to do with the gymnastic movements performed by Catwoman. Uh, but Batman's fights seem... Better as well. Maybe it has to do with how there's more fights in this film than the previous one. I mean, there's immediate action in the beginning of the movie between Batman and the Red Tail Circus Gang, I believe that's what they're called. But yeah, I mean, it's it's entertaining to watch. I mean, the only thing that I will say about Batman's fight scenes is that he straight up murders people in this one. I say more than the first one because he lights a dude on fire with the Batmobile. He blows up a big dude with like a fucking thing of TNT blows him up, and he just absolutely destroys anybody in his way in this movie. Which, to be fair, you know, 
he is violent. <laughs> he'll, he'll fucking, he won't kill you, but he'll give you, uh, tra like, traumatic brain injury. But in this one, he'll just straight up murder you. Which is, you know, I, I kind of understand why that happens. I mean, it fits Burton's more tone and motifs of a lot of his films and stories. But it, it, it's, it's not that accurate to Batman. Although, he did technically kill people in the first five issues of his comic. A fortune in this movie also caused Tim Burton to lose the next sequel. Although, it isn't because of quality. So, a lot of people felt this film was much darker and quote-unquote scarier than the previous film. And I think that mainly has to do with Danny DeVito's Penguin. Which I actually really like. I still prefer Joker. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker over Danny DeVito's Penguin. But they're completely different villains. And, and you know what I mean if you ever watch these two films. Um, Joker, his chaotic nature kind of matched the character. And he was evil, but it had to do with adults and not children. Penguin... A lot of his plans in this film involve killing <laughs> the Gotham Elite's kids. And I think that's why a lot of the studio execs were afraid of Burton making another Batman film in the sense they wouldn't be able to make toys because they couldn't. They had a hard time making toys for this film because of how dark and quote-unquote scary everyone is. And also the Penguin's just kind of a nasty dude. He's kind of... They, they go with like the freak show idea that... And you can even see it in his uh, henchmen that... Uh, his parents, the uh, the Cobblepots, um, who's actually played by, um, who's actually played by Pee Wee Herman, who plays Cobblepot's father. It's just kind of a funny thing. Next time you watch the movie, if you haven't yet, pay attention. You'll see him. He plays he plays the father. But uh, they they throw his bassinet into this like I guess you would call it like a little stream that led to the aquarium to the zoo, and he was essentially raised by penguins, and he was taken in by. Uh, a circus, and so he was the aquatic bird boy, and his life led him to be extremely violent, obviously, because he's the villain. But, um, yeah, it has it, it has a much darker darker tone than the original. I know, to be fair, Batman 1999, sorry, 89, not 99, um, has a really dark element to it, and there's a lot of death, and I would say Jack Nicholson's Joker is a dark character, but this one feels much more, I guess he was, I would, probably more in like a bad spirit sort of sense. Like, he just wants to murder all these children. So it just feels a lot darker than the previous film. Um, and yeah, and he, he also like bites people the way he looks. He's, he's, his blood's not even like our color, it's like black. So, I like it, to be fair. I liked it as a kid. I never thought this movie was scary. I liked it. I used to watch it on my aunts all the time with my cousins. wasn't a big deal. Um, but yeah, it, it's what ended up making him lose the sequel. And I kind of would have liked to have seen what he would have done in the next film. It was always rumored that he would do uh, Scarecrow and Harley Quinn, which I think that would have been really cool. As the next villains, instead we got <laughs> Joel, Joel Schumacher's uh, first film, Batman Forever, with uh, the Riddler and Two-Face. But I'll talk about that. That's a story for another time for me. But, uh, yeah, I think this movie is really great. I think it is a perfect sequel to the first film. It very much continues the themes and the stories of Batman. Um, like I said earlier, I think the stuff between Batman and Catwoman are the best part of the film, and part of it has to do with the themes that were brought up with uh, Batman in the first film, where could he, you know, balance the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman, and Catwoman really continues that arc through this film because she also is Selena Kyle or Catwoman, and she's trying to figure out 
which side of her is really her, which side's the mask. And one of the best scenes for that, in terms of that theme, is when they're at the masquerade and only Bruce and Selena are the only ones not wearing a mask because their, I guess, quote unquote, real personality is the mask. They're, they, he's really Batman and she's really Catwoman. Um, and I, th I think that's just, you could tell watching those scenes that the writer and whoever, whoever came up with the main story has understood the characters really well. And I think that's why I appreciate this film so much. Plus, I, I love Batwoman and Catwoman's uh, relationship in the comics as well. Um, and I do want to say, because there's been recent conversations about how in the Harley Quinn animated show that they were, they, uh, DC made them take out a scene where Batman ate out Catwoman because superheroes don't do that. Listen here, motherfucker. Batman definitely eats pussy, okay? He's eating it, all right? That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say about it. He definitely does that. But I digress. I would give this movie a rating of a 9 out of 10. It's just as good as the original in the sense that it's a perfect sequel. It very much sets, it continues the storyline from the first one and the way that the character development and arc, and it perfectly sets up the continuation if they ever wanted to continue, which is what they wanted to do, but they took it in a very different direction. But it's still a great film nonetheless. Near perfect for me, it's a near perfect Batman film to me. The stuff with Catwoman really carries over great. Uh, the only thing that I think that brings down the point for me is I don't think paying, I think the third arc kind of dips, uh, not the third arc, the, uh, yeah, the third, uh, the ending of the movie just kind of speeds up really quickly. The, the, it really picks up the, like Penguin does like three different plans within like 10 minutes of each other. So that just feels a little rushed. Other than that, it's a great film and definitely the Catwoman arc with Batman carries the whole thing. Um, yeah, I think it's a great movie. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you to anyone who's ever listened and is listening to this podcast. Um, I can't believe I made it to 50 episodes, and I really greatly appreciate it. Um, I have, obviously, 49 other episodes if you'd like to give a listen, or if you'd even like to listen to my first review uh, of the first movie in this franchise, Batman. So, thank you, and have a good day.